You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 15. This episode is brought to you by Dos Acero, and this time we mean trophies, not goals. <laughs> uh, no, actually uh, brought to you by the amazing Patreon community of MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by our co-hosts, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. I'd also like to welcome our special guest, some guy who shares the same that last name as Ashley. Uh, yes, Spencer Savage. Uh, can we can we call you Spencer like a a fantasy switcheroo savant, or is that far too much credit and will make it just miserable for Ashley to live with you for the next week? Um, you know what? I think you could call me whatever you want to call me. <laughs> um, but for this week, yes, uh, you could call me Switcheroo. I would actually prefer to probably just be, I'm a thief. I just steal advice and uh, tweak it and I we go. get lucky. So there we go. Fantasy, fantasy thief. How are there, is everybody doing tonight? I'm good. A little tired, but good. That's yeah. right. Uh, for those of you who didn't see on Twitter, you should go to Twitter and check out Blaine's uh, profile because he shared a very sweet picture of his daughter fishing for technically the second time is that right Blaine yeah I think second time she went over the weekend and she wanted to go with Papa tonight because they were going to go out to the lake and she went out and Papa gave her worms and she caught fish right away uh, first time with the grandparents that's what we'll we'll go with so Excellent. Well, we all got started. Like I said, I had a little bit of technical delays getting the stream started here. So I apologize for everyone who was joining us a little bit after this scheduled to start. But for those of you listening to us on the podcast, it's like you never even knew it happened. Unless you want to head over to YouTube and check out the little few minutes before we actually started or give us a like and a follow and a share or anything like that that helps us out with this project and everything that we have going on. But appreciate all the support that we have from everybody so far. Guys, we are over halfway through the season can you can you guys believe it over halfway that's crazy i can't it's nuts we're we're in the middle of the third qualifier for the fantasy champions league one more left after this and then we're going to be wrapping things up so quickly so so very quickly uh it's it's crazy it's crazy it's going by so fast but we have a big double game week coming up on us this yeah. week. It's a pretty good one, too. I think there's some, yeah. some pretty pretty tasty matches here, uh, but we'll get into that very shortly. First, let's, let's recap very quickly what happened last week in round 14 with how our teams did, Blaine. Yeah, I got a 107 this week. <clears throat> um, not going to complain about that because that was good enough for our week rank 36. Um, I did have a few mistakes in there, though, and that's what's crazy to me. Uh, Fontas got a four. I kept him more for bonus points. Didn't quite get me where I wanted. And then my keeper who completely bombed. I had Cleveland on the front end for the three. And then I switched into Melia for a little bit cheaper option and got a two. And the big one that hurt me that uh, Sefuentes was my fifth, sixth midfielder behind Montiero. And then Montiero didn't play and so I got stuck going with Mukhtar for a four um can't can't complain too much to pick up a four on the back end it hurts a little bit would have rather had Sifu's 10 to start the week 
But how would how did anybody know uh, Montiero wasn't going to play? And had he played, I think it would have been a great game for him. So you gamble and lose sometimes on that. But no, I got a I got Nani and Bo off the bench for 20 points right there. And a 107 for the week is is a monster score. I mean, anytime you're in the top 50 or 100 on a week rank, you've had a great week. So you sure. can't really complain. There's always things you could have done better that could have pushed you to week rank one. But I'll never look down on that type of a return. Ashley, how about you? Yeah, I do want to reference because Blaine just said it sounds like Montero is trying to push a trade, which is why he didn't play, um, which I would have never seen seen coming. So, yeah, I, I, I had him, too, and ended up um, scrubbing him out for my Minnesota points, which was helpful. Uh, but I got 104, 10 points out of Champions League, which is OK, but not great. Um, moved up in overall ranking. Um Rui and Roldan were busts, and I didn't expect that at all. Um, I think this is the first time Alex Roldan got minutes played, which was really tough to see after such a good Gold Cup. Um, Wagner hit really well for me. I know in our, our host chat we were complaining when Philly got scored on, but then that uh, 14 points felt really nice. Zussi was a surprising hit for me with, I think he got seven. Um, but, yeah, I, I felt a lot like Blaine. I, I – was happy with the score but I also had some misses which made me feel like um I could have maybe gone a a little bit higher so but yeah overall really good week yeah I'm seeing a lot of great uh scores in chat right now I saw some great scores on uh, Twitter as well before we started the show I'm the low man on the totem pole this week with a 98 which was I think still a pretty respectable score for uh, anyone who definitely if you cracked 100 you did really well uh, I had 98, like Ashley already alluded to. I, I got hit with uh, a heavy Philly defense. I had my bench set up uh, with uh, Metinier on the bench, Joseph Martinez on the bench, and Andrade on the bench from Seattle. And I knew I wanted Joseph to play, so I already had one uh, defensive – sorry, I had one defensive player as a scrub, and I had one midfielder player as a scrub. So I had to put in somebody else so that I did not get Andrade because I have to have three defenders. And I was like, I want the eight – Five, let's see here. Philadelphia going up against Chicago. I'll run three Philly players and just see if I can milk a clean sheet. And then, what, 15 minutes in, I'm just like, ah. And and I was like, crap. So so I got hit a little bit on my defense with, with some of that unlucky, and I had the Rui Diaz, but I had a really strong midfield. I actually switched my captain from heel to Reynoso at the last minute, just trying to go something a little bit different, uh, which until the point adjustment today actually was better. Uh, but now I think heel would have been the better captain by two points. So whatever, that's that's close enough, uh, 12 points to 13 points. So top triple digits, though. I would have had I would have had that yes had I gone with uh, Andrade also I would have had triple digits so uh, there's there's a lot of things if had I gone with Metinier I'd have had triple digits so actually no I would have had nine with Metinier so right right but no everything else uh, was really solid I was really pleased with a lot of the results right here so I think if you were in this close to a hundred range you also did very well Um, but Spencer how did you do? I did surprisingly well this week. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks in a row that these triple digits have come in for me. Um, I had a good feeling about Tony Alfaro this week, who got 10 for DC. I, I can't believe I missed on both keepers, similar to what Blaine was saying. Yeah. There were a bunch of shutouts out there. 
And I, I had Steve Clark uh, to be a keeper by chance. And that kind of went awry. And then I felt really good with Andre Blake being that backup and it didn't work out. And so that's, that's a bummer. I had a feeling about Nani this week. So I captained Nani and who had 12. So that gave me 24 points. Uh, and then I had Reynoso and load on my bench. Uh, my wife gave me some advice to keep them both on the bench and then do some magic after that. So I ended up having to do two scrubs this week. But um, felt overall uh, really good, and I th- these these captain picks have really been helping me out these last couple of weeks. So um, if it, as long as you had some bigger end players, it, it was going to be a tough week to not have a good captain, uh, probably. But yeah. What are you in Champions League ranking right now? Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, I am currently ranked seventh, which I believe is above <laughs> my wife in Champions League for this round. Oh snap! He, he was thirty-seven for the week, right behind Blaine. One, the ones and two punch for me just there we go there it is it's all good that's that's a nice rivalry right there uh i will point out just a couple <laughs> of faces who were on the dream team that we don't see very often uh one of my favorites zach mcmath who i get i get crap oh. for often he yeah. was a 10 point keeper this week and then also higuain was down there 13 points as uh as yeah. just crazy out of nowhere so we'll we'll see there's a couple other new faces on there but those are just two i just want to to shout out just because for it was fun to to see zach math but uh yeah and higuain interesting interesting uh let's start talking about some of our takeaways from this round as we're getting ready for this big double game week ashley yeah um i'm ready to say it and uh it pains both spencer and i but seattle is struggling they are struggling christian roldan is already back he was at training today, which is super mean. I hope he just like rode a bike after the celebration last night, but he's already back in Seattle. Um, injury updates are looking good, but you know, I don't think anyone, someone will have, but in fantasy to a peg Seattle losing one nil to San Jose, losing those shutout points, not getting any offensive points. Um, definitely wasn't on my radar. Um, they have a, a moderately difficult schedule coming up. They don't have a double this week like everyone else, but I'm uh, I'm getting a little trepidatious. I'm starting to move away. Um, NYCFC offense is clicking and they're rotating and it's still working um, to put up the goals like they did on Columbus, even though it was at home was really impressive for me. Um, and that DC defense is holding steady, also rotating. I feel like they are constantly having to kind of scramble around that back line, but I know it was Cincinnati, no offense, Reed, but okay. still... Um, the fact that they were able to, to hold that out was, was really impressive. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is that Kai Wagner free kick goal was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. I love, except <laughs> when I happen to Seattle, I hate when someone, when I love when someone goes with underneath and with the people laying down all the time, I think it's so stupid. So it was so great to see, um, Philly defense has been like, we already talked about a little, cooling off lately but man 14 points for a defender with no shutout was fantastic to see so definitely keeping him in mind rolling over to this week Lane what about you yeah I gotta ask since we got two Seattle people is this gonna be the year of the reverse on you guys (laughs) usually you start slow July hits you get you get a decent signing and everything starts going right you started (laughs) off so hot are you going to in three weeks? Because supposedly 
based on reports, Nuhu and Nico Ladero will be back in the next two weeks. So then I'm happy to answer. Until then, the reverse is in full effect. Yes, Wentz? Can we, can we also say that Seattle's been playing with teenagers? You know, like <laughs> consistently. It's, it feels okay to be in a slump right now where we've had nine people out and nine guys that I think are, are really prominent players on our team. And I think one of the big reasons why we came out so hot this season was I feel like the overall, you know, feeling for Seattle is that we want to have home field advantage when it comes to the playoffs and we've struggled in getting in those numbers in past seasons. Mm -hmm. So maybe it is kind of a changing of the guard, new formation for Schmetzer. Let's get out and try to get the shield. So if we get playoffs, you know, maybe we can host an MLS cup instead of, you know, having to go on the road, but no, I think that if we get our, our squad back, it's going to be another dangerous team to go forward. Yeah, I'm Certainly not great, but yeah, I'm with you when the reverse feels. Spencer and I make that comment to each other constantly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the news that one of the two Roldans is going to get signed in Europe and it's going to be the exodus <laughs> of players this summer instead of the influx like we normally see too. Yeah, thank you. I, I don't know. I had to ask because it's, it's a weird spot. I'm not used to Seattle yes, doing yeah. this to me. Yeah. Thankfully, I, I jumped ship about three weeks ago. I don't think Reed picked anyone up for the first three weeks because he was like, this is not normal. I don't trust it. <laughs> yeah, I I jumped ship on JP about three weeks ago and just stopped grabbing up. Run Rui Diaz because he's a hot striker and he's a golden boot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can bet you can bench a striker a whole lot easier than you can uh, a midfielder in this game. But yeah, no. Yeah. Um, for those that don't pay attention to all the games or overlook it because it's not fun to watch at times. Miami is picking up a little bit. They're finding a way to score goals. They're not giving up quite as many goals right now. They are no longer a team to bet against 100%. Mm -hmm. um, just we always look for those easy matches to bet against, and they are no longer one of those I would consider easy. Same with San Jose. They're, they're finding a way to score. They're breaking up clean sheets, and that's just, that's just a recipe for disaster when you're betting against teams. Um, one thing that I'm going to keep an eye on this week, I think it's another week to watch it, but you, there are maybe some names we can throw out there is LA galaxy are finally starting to score without Chicharito. And if they can do that with Chicharito back still, that is a recipe for disaster in the West. I mean, they're going to start beating up on some teams. Um, I think that's a team to watch. I don't know that I'm sold on them this week for the double game week, but definitely a team to keep an eye on if the scoring starts. Um, uh, Reynoso hit again, double game week for them. Had a solid score in both games with Bragapain out, which we're thinking it could be another couple of games. Um, Ray is viable 100%. Um, definitely captain potential there, given that he's going to see more of the ball when Bragapain comes back in. Expect him to drop off. So if you are banking on Ray, you definitely want to be watching lineups because if you see him or if you see Fragapane back, it's time to start uh, shying away from them. And then Chicago's finding a way to score regularly. Um, still not a team we like, but they have been blowing up clean sheets as well. And anytime a team is doing that, you got to be aware of it. I think, didn't they play Philly this week? And that blew up, they blew up the Philly clean sheet right off. And I know a lot of people went heavy on Philly for that. I'm heavy on Philly in draft. I skipped Yarborough and played Blake in my draft league. And I'm kicking myself over that one too. And it's just Chicago scoring on uh, just about anybody in their midfields really solidified. So 
can't clean sheet hunt there quite as much as we used to. Spencer, what do you have to add? Uh, I thought that this was also an interesting week um, to mirror what Ashley was saying. Uh, did not expect San Jose to come in and do that. And I don't feel like Sounders necessarily played badly. Uh, it just looked like wasn't capitalizing on, you know, what I thought would happen with Alex Roldan coming off a great gold cup for with El Salvador and having that confidence coming in and didn't really see that. Um, I'd also would like to say it looks like I was really surprised of how many red cards we had this week and none of the teams that had a red card against their team won the game. You know, they're, they're all, they're all ties and a lot of shutouts, which I thought was pretty interesting for, for that, for this, for this, that week. Also FC Dallas seems to be coming back a little bit, uh, four goals in the game last week and, you know, another win against a SKC team. So, you know, maybe something to look out with, with, what's going on in Texas and having a Texas Derby this week should be something super fun to watch, you know, down there. Uh, and it uh, looks like Dallas is hosting Austin. Um, poor Austin. They're, they're hitting both Texas teams this week. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be pretty, pretty fun. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you Blaine too. Is, yes. I completely agree. Reynoso. It's really awesome seeing him coming back and we can be consistent with that. Well, how do you feel about Lud as well? He's got three goals in the last four games and two assists. And you got you got two similar type of players in a game. Do you pick them both? Do you go with one? I well, think playing as a false nine. He he's yeah. playing as a striker. It, it, it's a little different, right? Yeah, he's I think he's lined up up top. I think Hassani Dotson lined up at center forward for one of those games, too. Um yeah, if you really like the matchups, um, Minnesota with the offense they have is a team I would definitely be willing to double up on. Um, Lude's one of those players. He's when he's on, he's on, but when he's not, he's just there. But I mean, you look at his scores; he's got a few twos this year, but everything else is sevens, nines, and higher. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, when he's on, he's playing really well. Uh, an 11, a 7, a 10, and a 9 in his last four, all with all getting on the score sheet in some way. Yeah, if you're going to take this one, I, I would see taking both as long sure. as the things are going. It's just, it's so hard. Um, Ray's just so consistent with his big scores when he's the starter. And without Fragapane out there, it's just, this team changes when Fragapane's in there. And the ball gets distributed around a lot more. So I don't think anybody's quite as good for fantasy as they are when he's not there. And I think, but I think the team is better with Fragapane. It's just fantasy wise, everything gets distributed. So it gets really hard to judge that. Um, but yeah, Lude's one of those guys with Fragapane out. I definitely could see him being there. It's just with the pr- number of premium guys we have in the game that are hitting. I mean, uh, Heel and Mukhtar are the top two scorers in the game at this point. Um, you've got other guys. Zella, when he's hitting, is right up there. You've got guys that are hitting. It's so hard to double up on a game unless the matchup's really, really good. And I struggle with that. But, yeah, if you got the right matchup, and, I mean, I guess the Vancouver game was the right matchup, yeah, <laughs> definitely double up. And don't, don't be shy about that because we're seeing, like, this week, Mukhtar got a four. Mukhtar was not in my original five. I had Montiero. I like that game better. And I'm honest about that. I also had Satelda, who got a seven. Not a bad score. Um, I like that matchup. But Lude would have been a better pick at that point. So, yeah, it's 
you got to look at who your kind of fourth and fifth midfielders are, and I would definitely consider taking both from here on out. Now, given the massive double game week and the, and then being a single game week team, it gets really tough because you're going to have to look they're and they're not playing Wednesday night. If they were playing Wednesday night, that makes it a whole lot easier because you can see that lineup and see what you're going to do. When you're playing Saturday, anybody you'd want to switch to is on Minnesota rather than switching away from them. So I don't think you can do it this week, but you never know. And they are a team. They are a group I'm going to be looking at for multiple players going forward. It was definitely a popular combination this round for a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of people, people I saw, especially coming from Discord. I branched uh, I guess just a couple little things that, that I'll add. You guys have covered a lot of what we got going on. Uh, Orlando versus Atlanta was indeed a gold fest that uh, that Patrick had predicted a, a big 3-2 goals down there. Uh, and I think there were some notable results. We had uh, Joseph Martinez getting back onto the score sheet, which is going to be good for his confidence going into a double game week. But we'll see. But, yeah, always good to see to see him score. And then Nani continued his, his scoring going into – his double game wing, but let me just put an early caution. And I know we'll mention this again. Orlando is go- getting ready to have back-to-back double game weeks. This is after two rounds ago, Orlando had a double game week where Nani rotated the second game and did not play. So just he did rotate on turf though. He did rotate on turf, but mm-hmm. just to keep an eye out on, yeah, on him in general sure. with two double game weeks back to back. So that's going to be a yeah. lot, a lot of minutes. So keep an eye on, on Nani with that. Uh, and then also, should should Turner be your third New England player going forward with uh, but how he's playing? That's the ever conversation of do you have a defender or do you pick up the goalkeeper if you're already – I think a lot of us with New England are looking at heel automatically and very strongly going to, to bow as your next one. And so then it's do you want a defender or do you want a keeper? And I think after the performance we've seen from Turner, um, that's, that's a tough question. Hey, $7.5 million right now, can you pay, pay that? Uh, their, their defenders aren't super cheap either, so – uh, it's it's going to be an interesting conversation. I look forward to hopefully having. And uh, might I say, Knighton hasn't been that bad of a keeper. So, I mean, if New England was looking to make some money, wants to sell Turner to somebody, I, there might be a team like <laughs> Ohio who could use a pretty good keeper. I don't know. Just just throwing that out to the ether in case someone wants to make that happen. Number one. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, nothing new coming in, uh, from chat. Uh, so I think we've covered a lot of the high points. You guys mentioned there were a lot of, of crazy upsets this week and there were a lot of sort of unexpected, uh, clean sheets as well. That is just the nature of the cousin MLS, but with a big double game week coming up, you never know what's going to happen. So let's, uh, get ready and talk about just some of the housekeeping that you need to have under your belt as we get ready for this. All right, time for our housekeeping segment. Uh, let's start out with the congratulations to the, the leaders of the MLS Fantasy Boss Network of Leagues. No change on the classic side. Uh, the MLS Fantasy Boss and Reddit and Discord leagues are uh, being led by Maltis, who is actually the number two player overall. So that may be, uh, be a guy who just ends up taking it overall at the at the end so i'm going to stress again you can only win one of my leagues and so just because maltus may take the first place in one league i'm going to start going down the list so be sure that you have signed up 
on the, the registration link over at mlsfantasyboss.com to be eligible for a prize in one of our leagues because there will be spots open for lower players. But yeah, Maltus is doing very well. Over at Patreon Open, uh, Garth Butchers is still leading right there, HG. So no change, like I said, for the classic leagues. Over in the head-to-head leagues, though, things are getting a little bit interesting. Uh, we now have a new leader in our Discord league, Sombrero FC, with a score of 13 Oh, and one. Very nice there. Uh, Patreon did have a six-way tie. Now it's down to a three-way tie for first. Uh, we have three players with a overall record of 11-0-3, and, and it's Sasa Juniors who are winning on points right there. And then finally, in our MLS Fantasy Insider Hosts Invitational Experts League, Mito is still leading with a, with a score of 11-0-3, but it's now only by points with Skyler and our good friend of the show, Matt Pollard, right there on his heels. I think I think all three of those guys might have lost, or I guess some, some, some changes happened, but 11-0-3, I think Mito was 11-0-2 last week. So uh, definitely some, some changing going on, shifting and changing right there, but a lot of fun in our head-to-head leagues. Uh, I at least, even though I only got 98 points, I still won all three of my head-to-head. So I was happy with that from my point of view. So now let's get into the details for round 15. Round 15 starts on a Wednesday, as most of our double game weeks do. It starts on, that's August the 4th at seven o'clock p.m. And uh, normally I sort of run down for you all who the one or two starting teams are, but it's, it's a whole bunch of people. I mean, it's like everybody's playing on Wednesday. So be sure that you have those games, uh, new England and Nashville kick off at seven. And then we have three teams kicking off at seven 30 and eight and nine. And so it, it really just starts to snowball after that. So be sure you have your lineups set for your players. As far as the double game week goes, everyone has a double game week, except Seattle, Colorado, Minnesota, and Vancouver. So those are going to be the teams that you're looking at there with your singles uh, as far as double home game weeks go, you have Chicago, Columbus, LA Galaxy, New England, and Portland. And then for your double away game teams, you have Atlanta, Houston, Nashville, New York City, Real Salt Lake, Sporting Kansas City. All the other ones are one and away, one home, one away double game week. So uh, a nice little mix up. I, I think there are definitely some, some players to target uh, at all levels uh, of these double game weeks. Teams on a buy, like I said, nobody. No one's on a buy. If you're looking for switcheroo candidates, Vancouver is going to be your best bet. They play, they're the last single game week team who plays. And I already went through and did just a quick check. You have got 4.0, 4.5 scrubs at every position to really make it work and save your budget. If you're still concerned about budget, I know Blaine had mentioned he might have a budget issue this week. So I'm looking forward to hearing your discussion about that blame, but Vancouver has cheap options to help you help you work. Uh, I don't think any of them had have earned points, but since they play late in the, in the game, you can double check and just see the lineup. They play eight o'clock on Sunday. So you can see the lineup. And if you do have to make a tweak, uh, instead of having to rely on Ashley to send you a quick message on Twitter, you can see it yourself and, and make a little adjustment because they do have plenty of options right there. So, but that is not including injuries and call-ups and return from call-ups and yellow card accumulations. And Blaine, I turn it over to you in the capable hands of our Reddit crew to go over that. Yeah. Um, everybody's Discord coming back. Discord crew, sorry. Discord crew, yeah. Everybody's coming back. 
U.S. and Mexico are done. We're getting our players back. This is huge. Um, everybody coming back from the Gold Cup, I think, besides Walker Zimmerman, is healthy. Um, so that's good news. Didn't pick up any injuries. There's a lot of names that we like. Um, transfer news is all over the place. There are a ton of guys that have been joining the league. We don't know when they're going to start playing, but keep an eye on that. And there's just transfers have been all over the place. Uh, LAFC's got a new center forward coming in. I'm going to interrupt you real quick, Blaine. I have to go deal with Baby Roo. I don't know if you all heard him in the background. So I'm going to turn this over to you, Blaine and Ashley. And after you're finished, just keep on going and I'll slip back in. So take it, take it, pick it back up. Sounds good. Um, yeah, so LAFC's got a new center forward, uh, Arango. Um, supposed to be really good, and they liked him enough that they were willing to send Corey Baird to the Dynamo. For a lot. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 750 mil ga- or 750 cam. Yeah, so Corey Baird with uh, Houston is also an interesting move. He's mm-hmm. a guy that has scored, can score. You put him on this team with those wingers, who knows what's going to happen. Um, Austin just signed a brand new center forward and then brought in a youth international as well. So who knows what that's going to do? Watch the rotation on those lineups. There are some guys that have not been hitting for the team as well. I know Dominguez is one guy we talked about and when he scores he seems to score a bunch but when he doesn't score I mean he's putting up twos and threes uh Pellegrini is out for Miami not that anybody was taking him uh, um Orlando's got a couple new guys coming in they've signed one they're looking at another one uh Vancouver's got Ryan Gold as a designated player again another huge playmaker that they're expecting to really turn this team around um, and with some of the pieces they've had and some of the damage they've done in the league already, getting a true number 10 playmaker could be the spark that that team needs to really start beating up on some teams even more. Just a whole lot of stuff going on there. The big news for longtime player is Montiero is looking like he's out. Um, Philly fans that I've talked to have said they are not optimistic on him playing again. They think he's done. I don't know if it's – I've heard rumor from the Philly guys it may be family-related. It is a family try- thing. Jim Curtin touched on it in the post-game interview, and it sounds like it's more of just a, like he wants to get non-stateside um, so he could be with his family more. Yeah. Um, more Almost more of a COVID-related thing, right, but not being able to travel and stuff. So. Yeah, so expect him not to play anymore. Don't even bother picking him up. Shannon and um, Chad is also mentioning uh, Pozuelo was a was an in, unknown injury scratch before that Toronto game. Looks like he is was hurt then. Is he hurt now? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It he did not. Related. He did not play. Um, we've got a few red cards for the week. Uh, Olmsberg for Chicago. Um, Justin Glad for RSL, who has been playing well for them. Um, DC took two with Nyman and Mora. Um, Cavallini has been, they've held out on making him serve his yellow card suspension, but now that he's back from gold cup, he is going to serve that suspension. Well, he was, he got injured in gold cup. Are we sure that he's going to be listed as playing this week? Cause he won't serve it if he's not on the roster. 
I, I don't know how – they may put him on the roster just so he serves it. I, I think he's just going to miss the next game yeah. for yellow card regardless, and then they're going to see um, – what do we have? As far as double game week guys go, uh, Madran for Chicago is on yellow card warning as of last week, and that one should hold over. Anibal Godoy is also on the warning. Did not pick up one last week, so he would only play the front front end. Uh, Kyle Duncan and Drew Yearwood for the Red Bulls are also on yellow card warning, so they would miss the second game of the double game week. Yep. And so those are those are the big names I know right off the top. Um, oh, I guess Christian Espinosa for San Jose is also on the warning. I don't know anybody that's really picking up San Jose players at the moment. But he could miss that second game if you're looking at him. And that's pretty much it. I don't think there's been any new major injuries. We're just getting our Gold Cup guys back, which makes everybody happy. There's a ton of names coming back. A ton of a couple of guys that played out of their minds, like Turner and Kellen Acosta, and we want to see what they're going to do. Um, Canada guys uh, too, Buchanan. Um, Osorio had a great had a great Gold Cup too. I'm interested to see what they look hmm. like back in lineups. Uh, Polito got a cameo in the final, mm-hmm. so he's healthy. Um, if he was good enough to run out there, he's healthy to start for Sporting coming up. So that'll be that'll be good to have him back too. Um, the only Gold Cup name that I'm not 100% sure on is Busio. Everything yeah. looks like a transfer is coming, and media has been prepping us for him not playing again. So he is the only big question mark about not returning from Gold Cup. Um, Tyler's asking, did we talk about Heel's injury? My heart skipped a beat when I looked at the score sheet at the end of the game. Heel came out in the 93rd minute and it was listed as uh, injury. Mm-hmm. Um, MLS has since taken that off of the score sheet. Um, it just shows that he got subbed out late. Um, not sure what's going on. Definitely watch the starting line out, lineup for that one. I expect he will play and that is the first game. But given the way things, I mean, it's playing Nashville. That's a game they're going to want him for. They are at home. Yeah. Um, I could see some rotation if they're worried about an injury and just not risking him for a double game week. But but it is Nashville, and I don't think I think that's a game that Arena is going to really want to go in and win. They want to try to finish up the Eastern Conference here, and if they can pull off two wins in this or in this double game week, it's going to be huge for their standings. Spencer and I talk about this a lot too, that Bruce Arena will play the best players all the time. He'll run them into the ground. And so he'd have to be hurt, hurt, I I would say, to not play. But the good thing about it, like you said, Blaine, is a lot of people are going to want to throw the armband on him this week with two home games and a double. Um, I would just have a backup plan for the armband. He's the first game of the week. Um, You know, I don't want to – anyone to overdo it you know and hop off just because he's not there the first week but there's a lot of other options I don't know that I'd drop him um unless it's you know he's not even in the 18 but I would definitely have a backup captain plan just just in case yeah on that if you are thinking about dropping him from the captain spot you're probably going to want to go ahead and put him on the bench it is the first game of the night um it's before their second game is so late. You're not really going to be able to do anything, but if for some reason he is really hurt and only gets a cameo in the second game, definitely want him on the bench. Mm -hmm. 
but I expect Arena's going to play him. Oh, Tyler's also, and I don't know that anyone except for me and Tyler, I guess, pick him up, but Josh Atencio is out. He broke his ribs. Oof. Yeah. Can't get Christian back soon enough. (laughs) Yeah. Promising games, yeah? Yeah, promising games. Okay. Um... I like both the New England games. I understand that Nashville and Philly are are heavy hitters. I like New England at home. If Hill's not in, I think it makes a difference. Um, but getting all the guys back from Gold Cup that they'll have gotten back with, like I said, Buchanan, uh, Kessler, Matt Turner. Um, I just really like New England this week. I feel good about it. Um, I like the Orlando-Miami game. It hasn't been quite as, as saucy as it could have been in the past, but then they're also playing at Cincy. Um, so Orlando's one I'm definitely looking at this week. Um, I like New York Red Bull at home against Cincinnati and I'm just a sucker for Cali, but I love LAFC for San Jose, um, or at San Jose, sorry, that I think will, will be fun. Um, you know, it doesn't get as much headlines as the Cali Classico or El Trafico, but, um, the way San Jose is playing right now, I, I could see a lot of fantasy points out of that weekend game for sure yeah definitely um i i highlighted the other miami game i love nashville miami um i know i said miami's been blowing up clean sheets right now but nashville's coming in as a hot team and Mm -hmm. i don't trust miami's defense this is one where you could easily double up on the attack maybe triple up on the attack and see what happens i just i have a good feeling about that one i'm gonna stop you at triple up but i was with you until then (laughs) <laughs> CJ Sapong is cheap. But, yeah, and then um, I like Red Bull FC Cincinnati. I think there's goals in that one to be had. I think that'll be more of an end-to-end game and really go wide open. Uh, Red Bull's been been turning it on lately. They're they're getting stronger, but it is a little bit of scoring by committee, so you yeah. got to pick your options there. But I think that game is going to be huge for points. Same. Spencer, what do you got? Uh, let's see. I I have an interesting one to start off with that may not be on a whole lot of people's radar, but Portland versus Earthquakes. And it's at home for Portland. Uh, Sebastian Blanco is getting minutes. They're not very much minutes, but he's slowly getting back. And this would be a good homestead to have him out there. I'm not saying to pick him up, but when he's on the field, Portland play better. And that opened up players like Yimmy Chara and Diego Valeri get some stuff off of his back. And Portland playing at home against a, another kind of, you know, smash and grab team, San Jose. That could be some good offensive points, I think, for that game. Maybe not necessarily defensively. Uh, the next thing I like is similar to what we, you guys talked about last week would be Cincy versus Orlando. And I think that that's going to be what we were talking about with the Orlando Atlanta game, just a lot of goals, a lot of back and forth, not a whole lot of defense being played. Um, So that could be a really, really fun game to watch, not only for points, but just in general. Uh, And then my kind of last one to touch on would be galaxy at home versus Vancouver. Vancouver still hasn't got back to Canada. They're still on the road in the States. This has got to be a gruel for them. They're, 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 they look tired. They look a little fatigued out there. And I think that LA, like you said, Blaine, they're really hitting their stride offensively. 
And what I love what Greg Vanny can do with the Galaxy and what he did at Toronto is he doesn't need a perfect 11 to get results. And you can see it with these guys that are kind of unknown that we wouldn't really be used to. And they seem like they're playing really well together. So I think it's kind of a, a that's a game that would be a gamble as far as like who you're going to pick up because they may not be a well-known name, but you could get really creative there with someone that's got a low percentage of pick. Uh, I, per I will pick say percentage. to look to look for Dubois or sorry, Sebastian Lachette and JDS possibly slotting back into that lineup right and i and Mm -hmm. i don't know these players that are popping off for the galaxy well enough to know if they'll move to the bench if those guys come back so i agree with that game a thousand percent but i'm paying attention with chicharito still out you still got some uh, with jds in and uh legit being back in the midfield that could open up the forwards even more sure especially with vancouver the goal the goals have been coming more from the midfield and that's what's scary Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I mean, the two roster casualties I see are Revelison and Question. Yeah. When these guys come back in, now one of those yeah. guys could stay, and it may be Victor Vasquez who comes out. But really, all three of those guys have been playing so well and so well together. That's yeah. the crazy thing. And they're so cheap in fantasy too. It's just yeah. a differential bench pick, you know. Like Vanny, Vanny's going to have a hard time because if agreed, why? Well, as much as we love JDS and Legit for what they can do, the teams looked better without them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Maybe you give them a little rest, you know, especially yeah, with JDS, that, what he's going through off the field right now. Yeah. And that sucks for everybody because <laughs> you don't want to leave, like, Vanny can't leave those two guys out. Those are two yeah. of the headliners for that team. Yeah. But they're playing better without them. The fantasy results are definitely there without them. I think these guys have put up better scores and a better average than those than JDS and Legette have. Yep. Since then, it's just I it's it's gonna be hard for Vanny to justify it, and he's gonna make the move because of the money. Mm-hmm. But if they don't start scoring, I could see both of those guys getting benched within a week because sure. it's yeah. they've got you got to win games. That's yeah. uh, so I so watch out for LA Galaxy. I would be a hundred percent in on this game. And I love that you called that one out. But if I see JDS and Legette, I don't know if I can be 100% in on that game like I was because sure. that team has stagnated without Chicharito mm-hmm. until they okay. went to the other cheaper options, the more yeah. cre- the guys that are having to kind of make it up as they go. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Shall we move into uh, this week? Yeah. I guess. So Reed is back. We're on keepers and defenders, Reed. Oh, wow. You guys got so far without me. <laughs> we no. got really far. Uh, there no. were a lot of good talking points in this. I uh, know I saw it. You guys had a, the games covered, so there you go. You got it. Yeah, let's uh, let's just jump right into keepers and defenders then, Blaine. Yeah, uh, clean sheet hunting this week is not something I'm huge on. Again, I just don't. Yeah. I'm not seeing clean sheets this year. They're coming in random games, and there's good teams that you can kind of bank on. But I, I'm still saying go bonus points. Look yeah. for bo- look for bonus points wherever you can get them. Um, the four teams I threw out there for clean sheet hunting, just because I like the matchups, New England, Red Bulls, uh, SKC, and Atlanta, and Austin. Um, but SKC is not keeping clean sheets, but I just, I don't know. I there, There's got to be one somewhere. Uh, goalkeeper, I think I'm just going uh, Cornell for Red Bulls, naked. No no switch, no keeper. Did no you nothing. say naked? Yeah. Yeah, no, no Aru there. I like it. I like yeah. it. It's just, it's, it is what it is. <sighs> I'm all out there. 
there like, all up this right. You're either you're either got here a roux or you're <laughs> naked. That's what it yeah. is. There yeah. we go. Um and then Beasler for Austin has been picking up the bonus points. Mm-hmm. I like their matchups this week as as weird as it is. Um it's it's Houston and Dallas. It's the Texas games. Houston, mm-hmm. I'm not sold on scoring, but both of these teams like to attack, and I think there's bonus points to be had in either game. And when you're clean, when you're not having good luck clean sheet hunting, you take those bonus points. Same way, I'll take Fontas on the road for two games. He's been fours and fives when they're not keeping the clean sheet pretty consistent. Occasionally, they'll put up a six or a seven with the passing stats. LAFC is a team that I think he'll get enough of the passing points on. And then the Colorado game's always ugly. And I just, I don't know if Colorado's going to score or not. And then I like Kyle Duncan, despite the yellow card warnings. Uh, the first game against Cincy is good. If he can survive that one without a yellow card, then he gets to go on the road to Chicago, which is not a terrible matchup. Duncan's just been putting up the good points for Red Bull, but I would take any Red Bull defender. If you're worried about the yellow, pick somebody else. Tolkien. Yeah, Tolkien's another good one. Um, yeah, just get coverage here. Get coverage on the Red Bull game. I think this is going to be a good one. And Tolkien or Duncan get enough offensive points as well. I think I don't think you can really go wrong. And I think a lot of people are going to be looking at this one. So picking up coverage there is going to be worth it, regardless of what happens in the game. Yeah. I, uh, I overlapped with you a, a little bit with clean sheets. I also like New England. I like Red Bull. I think I like Orlando. Um, I'm interested to see. I don't know. Did you see how long Galicia's out? We didn't talk about it this week. I I mean, I know he was hurt. I didn't see how long it was going to be. I'm interested to see how they are if or when he does come back. Um, I haven't decided on my key brew yet. I've gone to like four different guys. Um, So I'm, I'm not quite banked there. I think I might keep Kai Wagner. I just have a really tough time with someone who's producing bonus points the way he is, even though I don't love the lineups. I mean, 14 points. I know he scored a goal, but still. The additional bonus points for him are just off the charts right now for that same reason, although not quite to the same extent. Um, I'm looking at Mensa. Um, I like Duncan or Tolkien. Yellow card accumulation always makes me nervous, but I do think I like Duncan a little better in these lineups or in these matchups. Um, and then this is a little bit more of a keeper and it comes a lot from watching these games. We watch a lot of LAFC cause they've been late games. So for us, that's regular time. Even well, seven 30 is late for us, but still, um, but Kim Moon Juan has looked so deadly offensively. It's not quite translating to fantasy yet, but every time I watch him, I want to pick him up the next week, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I'm considering giving him a shout. I don't love the matchups. I don't love the home and away. Um, but I'm definitely keeping him in the mix for this week. And then I think you can kind of have your pick with Orlando defenders. Um, I gravitate, gravitate towards Smith. Um, but like I said, I'm not super sold that Orlando's going to keep two. Um, but I like them this week, and I, I like him for bonus points. Spencer. So for me, I'm thinking that clean sheets are also going to be just a, a shot in the dark. I think I'm just going to mirror what you guys are saying. And for me, with what I've been doing with defense lately is I've been looking at players that have grit that are uh, chance creators. 
Um, and I think for this week, I'm kind of going to be similar in, in that and go with guys that are doing well right now. I'm going to try to run some hot hands and, and where that's at. So for me, I think that clean sheet probability, we could see Montreal squeaking, you know, some clean sheets in this week. They're at home against Atlanta. You know, they've had some good defense in the past in CF Montreal. And then away at DC United, to me, DC United has been playing well at defense, but I mean, that could still be a zero, zero tie. Who knows? I mean, that's, I'm, I don't want to, don't, don't bring me back based on my guesses on who's going to keep clean sheets. Um, for the next thing that I was looking at too, for defenders is I think that Herrera from RSL is doing really well last couple of weeks. His he's averaging a ridiculous amount and he hasn't had less than a five point game in nine, nine games. So eight straight games with five points or more. If you're going for me where I'm at, if I'd like to stay at that champions league spot, I'll, I'll keep with the consistent on that. Um, as far as goalkeeper goes, I'm going to, I would really hope that Turner comes back golden glove at the gold cup and all the swagger in the world on a good team. He doesn't have to go in there and immediately help his team. You know, like if he's playing, I feel really, really good about that. And then I'd have a keeper Rue if that's possible with uh Pantemis from Montreal. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, I also am going to round it out with Mensa and Smith from Orlando. Uh, Cause I just, I just feel good about, Mensa's ability against a couple of weaker teams this week. And uh, I just have a good feeling about Orlando on this, on this double. Um, and I hope that he plays both games. So. Yeah, that's good. I have a lot of the same players. I also was looking at just bonus point production. And that is why I like players like, like Wagner and Mensa Duncan uh, Araujo with, with LA. So, uh, but I, as I was talking about at the beginning of the show, there's this question of should it be Turner and and I was looking at some of the New England defenders and if you're you're checking to see who is producing bonus points then Andrew Farrell is in that top almost yeah. five he's in the top 10 as a bonus point producer at 7.6 and then after him it's it's Jones a bit further down this but there's a lot of other names I, what I mean by pointing out, out Farrell is there's a lot of other names between one New England and then a next New England before that you wouldn't consider before you would double up on New England. So Farrell is, is the guy I think you would want to look at if you're just looking at bonus points. Buy is someone you look at if you may be hoping for something more offensive, but Farrell's generating those bonus points. I like Turner, and I think there are a lot of quality guys in like the top 10 of bonus point producing keepers that makes it – or bonus point producing defenders that – makes it very viable to say, you know what, I don't need to have like a buy or a feral on that. I can still get that same chance at a clean sheet from New England and some bonus points from New England with with Turner. And uh, for me, I have Turner in my primary keeper spot right now. I'm looking for the keeper-roo because as, as Ryan points out in chat, if you can do a keeper-roo, you, you probably should because it gives you about a 60% chance of getting a clean sheet or, or sorry it goes up from a 60 percent chance to maybe around an 80 percent chance of getting a clean sheet because you're, you're trying to get three games out of this um sometimes four depending on how the doubles line up that does not work this week <laughs> to try to yeah. try to squeeze out four games um so i'm definitely looking at at options of who works best with new england 
as the keeper. I mean, you have your full option set over anybody who ends after nine around nine o'clock. So you've got the you have 10 keepers, right? You've got 10 keepers from the Austin game versus Houston going down to the Portland game. So definitely some potential there. Uh, but I haven't set it on mine yet. What I will probably do is wait for the defensive stats and, and XGs to come out from the MLS Fantasy Stats Twitter account and just mm-hmm. see what kind of percent chances we're looking at to, to help settle. But all I know is with a team that I relatively like with, with some pretty stacked players, I still have $7.8 million in my yeah. bank. I don't have all of my switcheroos, Phil, but that's with three scrubs. But I feel like that's enough where I can have uh, a pricey 7.6 keeper and maybe have somebody else who's who's still pretty pretty pricey in the benches waiting so for me it's turner and then like you guys have said a bonus point focus as far as defenders go yeah reed i want to point out i think you're on the right track with new england um i'm i've been burned by both jones and by this year for new england yeah. um yeah and this is this Feral. is where it gets really Feral. interesting and i love i loved your focus on this i do think turner would be your third spot, assuming you're going like heel and bow or heel and boots, yeah. Uh, yeah. whoever's starting in that attacking spot. Um, I do think you go Turner because you just look at the averages, not not just bonus points, but averages. Buys it a five three eight for the best of the defensive unit, right? He scores goals, but he scores goals. So if you catch him on a goal week, of course you're going to win. But if you catch him on a non-goal week, you're going to come out a little bit behind. Uh, Jones has been doing well. He gets a few more bonus points, a few, a little bit fewer on the goals, but he's at a 507 average. And then Andrew Farrell's at a flat five. I think Andrew Farrell may have gotten a goal or an assist once this year total. Maybe. So his five average is purely, almost purely bonus point related, which is huge. Um, I think if you're inside the top 50 for your Champions League spot, you're taking Farrell 100% of the time in this position just to defend your bonus point or defend your spot. You take those bonus points. You don't risk Bayer Jones getting a little bit fewer points. They're all going to get, the, they're all going to share the clean sheet if they get it. But here's where it gets interesting. I like what you're saying is Turner's got an average of 508. Mm-hmm. Um, that's better than two of those defenders. And goalkeepers don't score goals, they don't pick up assists. That's purely bonus points and a few um, a few penalty stops. But Turner's been grabbing the points. I think this is one of the few teams where you can go, your best bonus point producer is your goalkeeper. And he's a PK stopper. So when he shows up, like if he gets the PK stop, that's even better for you. But you're never looking for that. It's just an added bonus. But I really do think Turner might be the best bonus point producer from that defensive unit overall and i think the average shows up with that it's him and Farrell if you're protecting it and i everybody's been talking about it when it comes up oh i went by this week and jones scored i went jones this week and by scored it's so hard to predict those so take the safe points there yeah and and he's missed five games as well yeah. so that's not added into his, his average for that so yeah no uh, i appreciate the compliment it's it's i think it's a good conversation to have and i am pro turner right now let's move on to our midfielders who are you all looking at ashley yeah i mean i'm paying attention to the heel thing but it it really isn't on my radar um i think as long as he's playing he's a must um i also like nani um what reed pointed out about 
you know, the upcoming, I think is important. Um, but they're staying, you know, they're at home. Cincinnati's not horribly far. Um, I guess it is, isn't it? <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's I don't know. It's a day I, away I think if the you're prep driving. For the next week with this week's fantasy, if that makes sense. Like I kind of, that's just kind of my mindset. So I'm hoping and assuming that Nani will, will be in both of these games. Um, I think it's a decent shout to have him on the bench just in case. Um, I am fulfilling something that I've talked about for weeks, which is Sifu. I think I started talking about him like four or five weeks ago, but I never pick him up. <laughs> I just talk about how good of a pickup he would be and the bonus points he's producing and the way he's pulling more of the Atuesta style swings. Um, I think this is the week I will grab him. Um, and then I know this is going to sound crazy, but I am going back and forth between Pedro Santos and Zella. Um, I know in previous years, that was less of a, you know, hot button topic, but I just have an inkling about Pedro Santos. I know the left or back thing is weird, but he seems to get a lot of bonus points when he's in that position. And we talked about this off air, but the Columbus midfield is like all red dots. It's like 80% red dots. Um, and I just see him. Hopefully if Caleb Porter knows what he's doing, taking more of a role in that offense, if that's the case. Um, I don't know if Giassi's going to play this this weekend after playing, you know, the whole game yesterday or this week. Um, but I am really going back and forth between those two guys, which again, I know I'll get hammered for, but I just have a weird feeling about Santos this week. It's fair. That is totally fair. Spencer, what about you? Uh, I'll start off with Maxi Morales for NYCFC. I think that both those, if he plays both games, I think that he's got a shot at doing well both games. So I think that even if it's, you know, middle of the park, what we would say for midfielders for points, I think it's going to happen in both games. So he's pretty safe for me for this week. Um, Typical heel. I, I have a weird feeling uh, against my wife's wishes, but um, Zella Ryan, I have the captain's armband on right now. I think that I know I do. And it's probably going to change, but. Um, I do like Zilla Ryan this week. I also think that Nani is a great pickup this week. Both those games just scream chaos and Nani thrives in chaos and loves that limelight for both those things. Uh, I did forget to ask you, Blaine. I, I think I have a weird feeling about Yimmy Chara this week with two games at home, um, but he has a red dot on him. He came out a little early, I think, in the last game and maybe picked up some sort of knock. I don't know if he's injured or not. That's there's those red dots are so hard to do and they update them sometimes on the fly. Yeah. With the red dot, I would be a little nervous. Um, yeah. And that he, being, yeah, he's my, I'm going to look, I'm going to look to see what, how it goes throughout, you know, the next couple of days and stuff. But my backup to that would be Krylak actually. So even though they're on the road both times, I think that LA and Portland both seem like a, a viable option for, for Krylak to step in there. Yeah. Um, given that you should be able to see four lineups with time to make a move before Yimmy locks, you'll be kind of, you'll be kind of cutting it close depending on when the lineups come out for Seattle, Dallas. 
But Jao Paulo is a great option to look at. Christian Roldan, if he's starting on the wing or whatever. Like, you guys know the Seattle ones. But then you're going to see L.A. and RSL and L.A. and, and SKC. So if you don't like – if you see that EME is out, have a plan there and target your guy. But know that you have a bunch of options. I mean, Kinda has been looking better and better. Not great. Um, if you're not a Sifu fan, which I know Ashley is, but you've got <laughs> like say Yimmy's your number one. If if Yimmy's out of that spot, go to Sifu. That's an easy trade. That's an easy trade. Or it's um, Westa. Totally. I mean, I think you got a lot of seven yeah. three options. Yeah, um, he's my bench LA, player, so you know yeah. it's it, that's Galaxy's my gamble. Been, you know, we, we just talked up LA Galaxy. Um, Ravellison's been playing well. Uh, Kleshkin's been getting on the score sheet some. He's been putting up decent points for his price. Um, and then Legette and DeSantos should be back. So see who's starting there. You may just go with that. You have options that you can take a risk on Yimmy with the red dot because I don't think you're you're not giving up on, on a ton. It's not like it's the last game and you're not only going to see one other lineup and the matchup is Chicago versus versus somebody else that you're not really sold on you're not stuck with the miami player going to a miami player at this point you can you can get some quality that we've been looking at off and on all season i will echo though spence that i think a portland double at home against you know good to decent teams even though they just got a stomping in la i think that that's a really sneaky shout portland this week it's hard kind of like what you're talking about hard to know which one to grab with them lately um but if you grab the right one i think that their double home stretch against the teams they're playing could be really really interesting got a good feeling about portland this week guys god do we ever say that have you ever said those words i mean portland's we're talking about that in chat some right now but we're talking about san jose i i could see if you wanted to go with san jose as as maybe a a switcheroo um, seeing what might happen with that Portland game. I, I don't think I trust them for that LA game, but uh, yeah, that depends about what Portland is, is doing. I mean, they've, I've seen them. They're bringing in some younger players to help relieve mm-hmm. some of that pressure for Valeri and for Blanco. And, and that's going to help, uh, especially mm-hmm. with, with a double, but being double at home is good. Um, and I don't know. RSL's RSL's weird for me. Like yep. they're, they're, they're at that weird spot in my mind and with the results where I, I don't really trust them, but I'm not a hundred percent on. It's like you don't bet against them and you don't bet on them. Right. Like that's kind of where, yeah. And then things happen, but like, you'll be like, I like it different. I'm like, you know what? I can see it. Uh, Yeah. So, so yeah, that's Portland's uh, an interesting, an interesting pick. I think we'll be definitely under the radar for a lot of people. Uh, Who else do you have blank for midfield? Uh, Did I cover all your Spencer? Oh yeah, we're good. Yeah. Oh, it is over to me now. Um, uh, heel is an easy include for me every week. Um, don't have to really do with that. Deal with that. Um, but matchup wise, I saw the two Miami games. So Nani and Mukhtar um, came in right away. I I said don't bet too much against Miami to start the show. I do think they are getting better. But I think this is a chance where your creative midfield players can really rack up some bonus points. I think this this is a steady floor for your guys that are used to doing this. And so Nani and Mukhtar are two guys that I see getting that steady floor that you want, the four, five, six points, with the potential to score on them. 
I do think Miami's defense is coming together a little bit, so don't expect the four and five goal routes that we've seen. But I do expect them to concede. And so Nani and Mukhtar fill that second spot really well. And then I'm with Ashley. Uh, Sifu was a guy that was on my radar last week, and I just didn't go with him. I wanted Montiero on the back end more, uh, which burned me. But I saw that sporting is not keeping clean sheets regularly enough. And then it's San Jose. Uh, San Jose is not a defense I trust. Um, I just, I can't do it. And he's been playing well. And then Mark Anthony K is gone. Um, there's oh, been a, to Colorado. Yeah. There's, uh, there, there's been some rotation concern here, but the, this midfield is kind of settled into mm-hmm. a select group of guys. And Sifu and Atuesta have both been playing well. I could see either one of those guys being on the team. I just like Sifu for the two games. I don't. I don't know what it is. I'm just. Uh, I like it. Yeah. And then, and then I've got Madran on the bench despite the yellow card warning. Um, I had I had originally thought about going Reynoso, and that's where a lot of my budget issues came from. Is I've got so many midfielders that are so expensive, and. I was just I was going back and forth, Reynoso on one game, Madran on two. Um, New York City is one of those teams. I think their defense is pretty good, but at the same time, they're going on the road for that first one. I just I don't know. Chicago the way Chicago's been playing lately, I could see Madran getting another big score. He's been playing well. And it's a it's a bench play for the week for sure. If I only get one game out of him, I only get one game out of him. But he is a guy that's he's on my radar. I just I have that feeling it's the two New York games. They're both at home for Chicago. It's just I think it's a good situation to to be in, and I'll take the flyer on that one. Yeah, I like that. I really like that Cifuentes pick as well. I think that'll be another under the radar uh, selection. I mean, right now he's he's owned by two point eleven percent of players. Yeah, they talk players. about him hundred percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, I have uh, a lot of the players, I mean, pretty much every player you guys have already mentioned, so nothing really to add. I do have Nani. I know I've mentioned some of those questions about yeah. him, but I do like that Miami game. I know that they're getting better, but it's a home game and they've still been suffering. So I think that's a game that he's definitely going to play. And then Cincinnati, it's, it's going to be an easier game. So I could see him maybe if he does rotate, rotating maybe some during Cincinnati and not going a full 90 in each but maybe getting 60 in the Cincinnati game, which he could be devastating to Cincinnati even in 60 minutes. So yeah, yeah, who knows? Um, So I I feel pretty good about Nani with this slate of games, seeing both times and maybe it's the next one where he gets a little bit of rest. So I still have him. Uh, A real interesting thinking point that you had actually with Zellerion or or Dos Santos. Um, I think that will be for me just a picture. Does does Zarda start? Where is... Zellerion going to be at the beginning uh, because if, if Zardes comes back, we can weigh how we like that. Um, he plays up forward more without Zardes here, but when he's back at the number nine spot, he'll be focused more on providing service and getting those bonus points that we all like. So uh, that'll be a, a game day call for me there. Another name that I will throw out, you guys had mentioned, and I saw this in chat as well. You guys had mentioned um, New York city. And I know we've talked about Morales before, but I also, let's see here. There we go. I also want to mention Medina, who's been doing well over his past. Let me get the, get the breakdown right now. So it's three or four games he's done. He's yeah. done solid over. Um, 
yeah, it, it's four games. He's got a six and eight, a nine and a six. So he's got a pretty good average coming on there. So there's another player you could look at. He's 9.1. Morales is 9.6. If you do like that, uh, away to Chicago, away to Toronto. So it's a double away game. But we can see that those are two teams I could definitely see could have some leaks in them that this kind of quality of midfield could could take advantage of. So there's just a couple of the names to throw out there. I think you guys touched on a lot of them, though. So let's go on to talk about forwards. Spencer, who do you like? Uh, I'll start off with uh, Castellanos, NYCFC. I think that uh, even though we're on a two away games, Toronto has had one clean sheet this season. And Tati is kind of, he's borderline on fire. I think he's having a career year this year. Um, I, I, I have, I've been hesitant to pick him up in the past, but I think that this is a really great double game week for him. Uh, I also would really hope that Daryl DK is back in time. I doubt that he will be, but that is, that is a man that did not get to play in the final, not a single minute and has (laughs) something to prove. And he's going to be going against Miami arrival and then Cincinnati. So if he is playing, that would be a super, super cool pickup. Uh, I also like Fabio this week from Red Bull. I think that since he in Chicago, you know, it's just statistically sounds like kind of a safer bet. He's been consistent. And those are two teams that he could put some points up for. So that's what I'm looking at. Very nice. Yeah, uh, I, I like that that fire for DK to see, uh, to see what he has. Blaine, who do you like? And sir, I just got to say thank you. That is complete fresh take that we don't get on here. Ashley and I have kind of tripped over each other a couple of times. No, it's just, it comes up with the craziest (laughs) stuff. No, and I like it. I like it. Um, Tati's one of those guys that's probably a blind spot for me. I just, I never seem to think about him. (laughs) And this should, everything you say makes sense. This should be a week that we take him. And and I love it. I just, I probably should go get him. I, the, <laughs> it's probably because it Mike's gone, so no one talks about him. So you just, <laughs> that's right. You Mike talk about him, you just forget about him. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's two road games, which scares me a little bit, but it's yeah. Chicago and Dallas, I think. Toronto. No, Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Two, de- two defenses I don't rate very highly. I just, every time I've looked at Tati or I picked him up, it's been Medina or Morales that scored or somebody else like that. It's turning into the Houston thing. Like Tati should score, Mm -hmm. but every time I take him, somebody else scores. So I just, I ignore him, but I love that shout. Um, Vela's on my team as a set and forget type of guy right now. I just, he and heel are probably going to be on my team for the rest of the season. (laughs) It's just, unless they've got a buy there's, I don't think there's any reason to really switch off the way they play. I don't think you can afford not to have them when they do hit. So you just take them through the good and the bad. Um, and I, I'm getting to that point with Gustavo Bo at the, right now. When New England's playing well, he's been involved. Uh, these are two hard matchups, but that's why he's sitting on my bench and he's been sitting on my bench for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't see him getting shut out of both games. I, I really don't. And on these double game weeks, Sometimes you go, you look at who's going to get two goals in one of their games. Sometimes you just go when you're sitting six points out of Champions League, you go, I'm going to go with the guy I know is going to get me a seven, eight or nine in there. And 
yeah, I may miss out on a few points, but my average over these few games is going to pay off more in the long run. And you're not, you're, you're taking a guy like him to avoid a two or a three. You take a seven, eight or a nine to avoid a two or a three, but you give up a potential 12 or 14. And it's just, it is what it is. And I'm going to go with it. And I'm going to take my gamble and I'm bringing Polito in this week. I don't, I don't like LAFC's defense. I really don't. I haven't all year. Um, he's coming in off of about a month's rest and injury and injury. I just, he's good. He's ready to come back. He's hungry. He got to play in that final. I just, I see him coming in, getting the 180 minutes. If there's rotation, it's going to be somewhere else because he hasn't played in a month. And so I think he's just going to come out with some, with the fire and go get it. And then the Colorado game is not a bad matchup either. I like Colorado's defense a lot, but that's a borderline rivalry game. It's altitude. Yeah. He's a Mexican. He plays in Azteca. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, (laughs) it's a borderline rivalry game there. Colorado SKC is always a very tight game. It's always fun. Sometimes it opens up. I just, I like both of these. It's two road games, but you've got a bench for a reason and you run you run a three-man on a rue on a double game week like this. So it, it's worth the risk when my other two guys are probably proven scorers. You're looking for the best two of three scores. You're not looking for a switcheroo here. So if Polito doesn't hit, I've got two guys that I trust, but I think he's got it in him to hit that, have one of those monster games on the road this week. You, uh, I'm, I don't have anything additional to add because I have – Bella, Fabio, and Bo, but I was going to say in the last, now I, I might be misspeaking, I don't remember if it was the last double game week or a double game week, Bo was the one who would get rotated. We've talked on here and we talk in, in Discord a lot about the Bo books a double up, the Bo books a alternating. Um, if you're looking for a differential this week, lineup dependent, I think Buxa might be that guy. Um, I would I totally agree with Blaine that I think he's someone, Bo is someone that you can kind of just have now, unless you don't like the lineup. He he's scoring enough um, and he's hitting some bangers, which tells me he's confident, right? Um, He's had like two Galazos in three weeks. He's, he's playing with some confidence, but he tends to be rotated more often. Um, So depending on, on lineup, I think Buxa might be kind of an interesting shout as a replacement just to kind of throw something out there for anyone who might panic if Bo's not starting. Um, and I think you could say the same thing for Diego Rossi. Um, he's really flown under our radar this year. I don't think he's playing that much better or worse than Carlos Vela, but Carlos Vela is Carlos Vela. Um, he takes more free kicks. He takes, you know, co- some of the corners. Um, so he just makes more sense to have. Uh, but just to kind of throw, you know, these aren't necessarily switchers, but you, like I said, you guys covered the, the strikers I'm looking at, and I just kind of want to throw some, I don't know if they're differentials, but alternating uh, views or backups, if you if you would, of, of some strikers that might be interesting this week. I also see some Yosef talk in chat. I don't, I don't think it's bad, but it's the double away for me that, that always makes me a little nervous, um, especially for the fact that Atlanta is – just starting to look like they're figuring things out. Um, I think it could be a great, great shout, but I think it could also go, he could get two and then, you know, bench the next one. So. 
Yeah, and it's just he's playing against two defenses we've rated this year. Yeah. Um, Montreal has had their ups and downs, but when they're on, they're on, and they are a hard team to break down. And it's in Canada now, which I, yeah. I think makes a difference. And then Columbus at home is pretty pretty solid. Um, I, I like I said, I could see it working, but I don't think it's a home. I think there's better strikers this week. Yeah, and. And I would caution people, like, I, I appreciate the books to shout because I'm tempted to do it too. Sure. <laughs> but the last time Bo rested in the front end of a double game week, he came back and dropped a 15 in the second game. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, 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 and I can't remember who did it, Reed, but somebody ran the numbers and said the double game week numbers, a player does not score two times their average in a double game week. It's between yeah. 1.5 and 1.75, depending oh, that's on the Andrew. position. That's Andrew. Yeah. Andrew, yeah. And that is something that we always overlook. We're getting two bites at the apple, but you're getting two bites at the apple at about a 1.75. So you, you bring that back. You're getting about 80, 80, 85% of their average in a single game. So that does change the change how it goes. So when you do see somebody who's not injured rotate that first game, you're looking at closer to 100% in the second game rather than the the rotational. Now there's you can go crazy on the math and Carlos Heel who's facilitating is going to be playing both games so his potential is going to go down which is going to bring everybody else down but you're getting closer to 100% in that second game from your guy who rests in game 1. Now you got to ask is Bo playing at Philly potential one you want to take up? That's a harder question. So I could see moving away from Bo, but I don't know if it's to go straight to Buxa at that point. I just think you said it best earlier, Ashley. Bruce Arena plays the best guys all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, they rotate, New England rotates later and they go out, they go all out for both of these games. They're home games against the two, two of the best teams in the East. Mm-hmm. You win these two, they can take he can take a break with some guys at Toronto or, or a home to sure. DC or FC Cincinnati, there's three easier games than playing probably the only two real contenders to win the East. If it's not new England and Nashville and Philly, I think this is a six point wink week for new England. They're going to push for six because if they can get the six here, they pretty much locked up the first place in the Eastern conference, yep. barring a total meltdown and Arena's going to go for it. So I expect Bo to play. I think that for on that while we're on New England real quick, that would be insane if they got six points out of those. Both of these teams are in the top four for clean sheets. They're both in the top five for defense. That would be a feat. <laughs> that would stamp yourself at the top of uh, the supporter shield. And pretty and and I like you said, Blaine. Then for the rest of the year, if you've done that against these two teams, keep them on your team. Yeah. Every game that they're playing. Bruce Wayne doesn't shy away from games like this. This is where he goes all in, right? Like that's just tends to be his tactic. So yeah, I, I agree with, with you, Blaine. I think, I don't know that I agree. They'll get six. It'd be awesome if they I did, mean, but I do. I, think, I agree with you that I think this is. Yeah. That's the, that's the locker room material. They're going for six points here. They're sure, eight points clear of Orlando. They're nine points clear of Nashville. They're 11 points clear of Philly. Like this, you you grab six points against two of the strongest teams. You've pretty much locked up the Eastern Conference at that point. Mm-hmm. 
and that's what that's what you put. I I mean, realistically, I think this is a four point New England week. I think they win one of these, but they're both home games. But yeah, if they can win, if they can get all six points, like that's huge. And I think Arena knows it, and I think he's going to go for it. Yeah, because then at the back end of the schedule, you can rest guys heading into the playoffs a little bit more. You can do some other things if guys are picking up knocks. But sure. you want to win these two games, so I I think Arena is going to go for it. That's just watching Arena do it with LA. Yeah. He didn't rest guys unless they had an injury, yeah. and I don't think he's going to do it here either. Sure. So I'll wrap up the forwards again. I don't have anybody else to to add that I'm picking. They've already been covered, but just some other other names to to think about if you'd like. Uh, again, I'll add with Joseph. Uh, I, I agree. Probably not the best shot this round. I think some of the questions also have been to the service that he's he's getting still. He, he's only had a couple of shots in each of his last two games. You really want to see more from him when he was at his highest. He was getting many more than and two shots there. Uh, you, you could look at someone like like Shabilko, or maybe the reason you're not looking at at Philadelphia is you're really banking probably more on that early Toronto game and that second game when they're playing in New England, not as tempting. So that that's a reason why I wouldn't really be considering Shabilko for that one. And then there's always, I guess, the big question is what happens with Columbus because if Jossie Zardes is up top, that could be a tempting player. I mean, Blaine might have to take him just by the rules of fantasy. Um, yeah. but if he's, if he's at home against DC after coming off of the gold cup, maybe he could be some tired legs there and he gets a second double game against Atlanta. That could be a really yeah. nice take for, for Jossie, especially I, I think Robinson's or no, not Robinson Lennon's Lennon's injured. Lennon's um, right. so there, that, that could be a nice shot for Jossie, but that's going to depend a lot about a rotation. So maybe not very high. Yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're putting me to the test here. It's my love for Zardes versus my homerism with Polito. Like yeah. exactly, no, that's exactly. I mean, you're you're almost legally required uh, to take Zardes, uh, but I will add that that um, I got a I got a fun message from Matt Pollard this this week. He did tell me that uh, Lucho Acosta is officially his fantasy Barrios never again, and so I love it. <laughs> I love it that I will never pick Barrios and he will never pick Acosta. So it just seems. I just I just, I just love how fitting. the fantasy lexicon is growing. Uh, the yeah. Barrios. Yeah, I mean now everybody's <laughs> got their own Barrios. It's not him. Do what I can. Everybody's got their one. Yeah. Do what I can. Uh, let's talk some quick switches. I know that we've covered some of these. So yeah. I'll just open this up to kind of general. Ash, if you want to start, I know you've got some in. If you and Spencer, uh, I don't. I don't have anybody else to add. But who do you have? I I like Caden Clark this week. I'm not sure if he's double game ready yet after that epically long appendicitis bout or whatever appendix related things were going on with him. Um, but I mean, we've seen him capitalize in weeks like this earlier this season. I think he's a decent bench shout. Um, I also like a Um I've, I've talked to a either out loud here or out loud to Spencer their last couple double weeks and never pulled the trigger. And he scored every time I've said it to myself and never followed through. So I'll probably pick him up and then he won't, but I'm thinking about it just as kind of like, like I said, kind of a differential. Um, I also like, and I'm going to say this, how Tyler said, you're supposed to say it uh, revolution. That's how Tyler in chat said that you say the, the galaxy midfielder. He said it a while ago. Um, Blaine said it earlier and he corrected him. So I, I trust Tyler. Um, I just like that LA galaxy midfield right now, which is weird because I don't know who any of them are. See their goals pop up on my phone and I have no idea, but when I look at their stats and when I've watched them play a little bit, I just, I like this weird no DP LA Galaxy that's been coming out the last couple of weeks. Um, 
like we said, if, if legit or JDS are back in that lineup, or even if Chicharito is, is making an appearance, I don't know that they have the same production, but I'm really intrigued by him. He's moderately expensive at eight and a half. Um, but like Reed also said earlier, I have a ton of money to throw around this week. So for a bench player, I'm not that mad at eight, at eight and a half. I can totally swing it. Um, and they have two home games against two teams. Like we said about RSL, I don't really bet on them recently and I don't bet against them. Um, and then Vancouver is Vancouver. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, about a galaxy midfielder for my bench spot. So that's a switcheroo option for me. Spencer. Uh, I would say first and foremost, I, I like Krylak, like I said earlier, um, I think that's just a guy that to me doesn't really get affected by playing on the road or teams like LA and Portland. Uh, we talked about earlier about Medina. I have Maxi. So, you know, depending on that, I also would just say gold cup players. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, I mean, they're all good. They're in the gold cup. So depending on who's coming back, how that looks like with rosters, depending on the team. Um, I like, I just, I'm hoping some guys because of these matchups like Daryl DK, can, can be there. And so then for me, I'm, I would like to take those risks and then I'm going to fall back on Vela. Of course, so if, if DK is not going to be there, I'll, I'll go with Carlos Vela. Um, you know, similar with goal, speaking goalkeeper, Matt Turner, but we talked about that, you know, backup isn't that bad at, at, at the same time, you know, but if he's there, I think Matt Turner just has an awesome couple of weeks. He's, he's been doing great, but maybe he deserves a break from getting that heavy gold glove. But uh Yeah. So I'll I'll expand my broken record one. You auto root three guys. I always say that. And you you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I you, it's too much money to waste when all the games are congested like this. Now I will say if you're if you really want to do it, and I don't lean this way, but I would say grab your guys that are gonna play their games by seven because you'll see all of those scores and throw three of the earliest games on the bench. Uh, Bo is a good shout. Madran, who I threw out there, is in the 7 o'clock game. He's another good one. And then I really didn't have a third guy from the early set, but, I mean, maybe you throw Nani in there on the bench. You throw three guys on the bench that are playing early because you're going to see those scores. And like I said, I've got Polito. So if I throw Polito in the starting lineup, which is not something I would normally do on this week with the double road game, but I throw him in there. So then if Madron and Bo and Nani all hit, I can just dump Polito and I get those three bench scores. And that's, that's great. So build your roster about that around that for those early games, if you want to see the scores or because I'm pretty much sold on Nani starting and I don't want to risk that and have him on the bench and miss out on that. I'm going to let Madran and Polito battle it out on my bench that's what i always do i think Bo's going to have a good game i don't know who's going to have the better game between madran and polito so i'm going to let my bench battle it out and see which two scores come in and that's fine too i just i always i always say it don't don't try a switcheroo you're throwing money away um i said it up front i've got a little bit of budget issues i'm at 1.5 million in the bank after i made my lineup and that includes downgrading Reynoso, who was like, I think, a 10.5, down to Madran, who is 9.8. So I, I don't have a lot of wiggle room. I've got some more expensive defenders. I cannot afford to try to get cute and see one of those first scores and not like it. Um, Bo and Buxa, Buxa being a little cheaper. You may throw them on your bench, say, oh, I'm going to be 
I'm going to be cheeky and I'm going to see what Buxa does. And then I'm going to go to Rui Diaz if I don't like it. You're just throwing money away at that point in a double game week because everybody's got a second game on that first night. It doesn't work the same. You're Sometimes you can make it work with a single game week player if you can see both scores before a single game kicks off. But 90% of the time you're throwing away money and you're better off just upgrading your bench, having heavy hitters. I've never shied away from a 10 million bench player in the single game week scoring, in the single game scoring for a double game week player. I have never shied away from having a huge bench in these weeks because I'm taking the two best scores. And it's just, it is what it is. And I, I'll, I'll die on that hill. You may make it work once, but I think you're going to come out worse off in the long run when you try to game the system on this week. Lane talking fantasy 201 right there as far as uh, switcheroos go. Let's move over to our captains, though, and wrap everything up. Blaine, who do you have? Um, it's Heal if he's if he's healthy. I There's there's no doubt about it. If, if Heal's not healthy, this gets a little more interesting. I think I probably go Vela just because I like that San Jose game on the back end. And Sporting has been giving up goals. I I think you go Vela and I break away, but Nani playing Miami and Cincinnati is also a huge opportunity. If you're if it's not heel, it's either Vela or Nani, depending on whether you do midfielder or forward. All right, Spencer. Uh, heel for me as well. Uh, I at this point with me trying to stay in a Champions League qualifying spot. I think it's smart to just do what the masses will do um it kind of gives me one less um risk factor i guess you'd say uh if i want if depending on if if heel's gone i gotta make a decision between you know zella ryan and and nani but uh yeah it's gonna be heel for me ashley easton no exactly. <laughs> of course it's, it, it's definitely heel i you know i i kind of think we're overdoing the limping he is a gamesmanship guy. I don't know that I actually think he's hurt. I know it was listed as that or whatever, but um, I mean, if he's not starting, he's not my captain. Like I said earlier, just in case there's some, you know, truth to the injury, have a backup. Um, for me, that backup is probably Carlos Vela, um, but that is just kind of like a default look. So I'll definitely write an article about it this week because I think that third spot is very interesting in this double game week. Um, but for me, it's still got to be heel. I mean, they're adding points to him, you know, 24 hours later. That's how good he is. So <laughs> you can't shy away from that. That's fair. Uh, I also have it on heel. Some of it is kind of what, what Spencer was saying is that I know a lot of people are going to go with heel and it's, I am throwing some other guys around in my mind. And if it just comes down to the the game day decision and I have a cranky 10 year, 10 month old again, yeah. I'm just like, you know what? It's on heel. Most people are going to go with that. I'm probably not really going to lose anything if I put it on him. So yeah, I like heel. Um, I potentially look at that. I don't know if I'd go with with nice because I am a little bit worried about some rotation, but I'd probably look at maybe Zella or Vela as my as my second backup. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for staying with us tonight. I know we went a little bit long on some of these discussion points, but it's it's a big double game week with a lot of good good meaty games and potential fantasy points to really dig into. But uh, well, that's you left all that us we have. Alone. 
I did. And I left you to your own devices. Yes. You left Blaine and I alone and you know. That's what it was. People, people get what they get. And so it was, it was all good. Uh, but let's talk, let's wrap everything up with our plugs. Blaine, what do you want to plug? Uh, no plugs tonight. No plugs from Blaine. Fishing. Blaine plugs fishing with the grandparents. Fishing. Spencer. Uh, I will plug Savage Heart on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I, it's, it's really cool to be able to do this with you guys and with my wife. So super proud of her for this season. And it just is hilarious that this is the first time that I'm, I'm doing consistently well as well as you're on the pod. So, uh, no, me and Sawyer, son, we love watching you guys uh, on the TV while all this is happening. So, yeah, you guys rock. Oh, Ashley. Uh, I don't know that I have one. I was trying to think of something funny, and then Spencer said that and threw me off. So oh. I, have a, I have nothing but love for Discord and, um, you know, I, you Blaine usually says it, I don't usually get to, but um, I've just really appreciated being a part of that community. And I always tell Spencer, I love getting tagged in people beating me and head to head or almost beating me and needing a player to recommend to Phil so they can beat me and asking <laughs> advice and stuff. And it's just been really fun to, to become more of a part of that community now that I'm doing this all the time with you guys. So yeah, I'll plug that this week. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, I will plug the usual things for me, MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, also the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. Again, uh, if you have not joined the Discord community yet, head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. And that will uh, get you the easy way to join that community. We still do have Reddit, but uh, that that's really kind of cooling off in favor of the discord community so yeah hit up those two sites it's a fan this whole group uh that's that's with us with patreon is also uh, just such such a fun group to be a part of you guys join us in chats and us messages on on at discord and, and on twitter as well so be sure if you want to find out how to become a patron head over to uh, patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash m-l-s-f-i uh, i i am going to be getting in the rest of the swag soon and i will do one last call for people who want to become patrons because i will still give you the swag and even if you dropped off because i get it things happen people drop off in and out interest in fantasy wanes at times too uh, i'm going to be going back to the beginning of the season and seeing who was a member at those at those times and i'm going to try to get everyone swag who was a member at some point during the season so uh, i'll give that call out once i get uh, it's masks for those of you who maybe join us later. The, the last swag I'm rating, waiting on are Gator masks and regular masks uh, with the MLS Fantasy Insider logo on them. So I send in all those proofs. And once I get that, I have some special surprise gifts as well to add into the, to the mailers. But uh, that's coming and everyone will get a shot at uh, getting some swag and maybe some prizes if you are a member of our special league. So... Uh, that's all that I have tonight. Remember, double game week starts Wednesday. Get your teams lined up. And as always, good luck. Mm-hmm.